Come on in. We were just talking. Welcome to the Open Marriage Podcast, candid conversations around marriage and family. More honesty than polyamory, but we talk about it all. I'm Summer, and I'm joined in conversation by my husband, Jason. We are live. You are Delilah on Magic 107.7. <laughs> what would your song to me be? Jimmy, Tina is sending out the song Somewhere Out There to you. Oh, jeez. Well, I said to me, not Jimmy and Tina. That's, that's my new name for you. No. That won't do. My fantasy lady, Tina. No. Hells no. (laughs) (laughs) What, the name Jimmy doesn't... uh, Uh, Does nothing. We go into the negative space. It doesn't elicit... Sorry to all the Jimmys and Tinas out there. All kinds of (laughs) (laughs) errors. I I love that there is like this couple out there like listening together and their names (laughs) are literally Jimmy and Tina. And they're like, Jesus, they're they're shitting on us like one minute into their podcast. How do they know? (laughs) All right, you're going to have to, at some point, you're going to have to move the mic back close to your face again. I'm crying. I'm crying. It feels good to laugh. We're like stuck inside with a lockdown. Maybe I just really needed that laugh. So I guess humor helps with awkwardness, doesn't it? And this all feels quite awkward. We don't like change. We don't. Even small. We were just talking about the feeling of what is unnatural to you versus what is normal to a listener or a reader. Like the things, the stagecraft. And so how do you feel about uh, putting yourself out there? (laughs) (laughs) It's good to get out of your comfort zone and try new things and but then at the same time I'm like yeah but why mess with a good thing I don't know how I feel about it might be once and done podcast no this is a podcast (laughs) (laughs) the the Jason and Summer podcast um yeah when you were saying that I was just thinking about the way that it's it feels really unnatural when you start learning a new skill or you start, and when I say skill, I mean like an artistic skill, like learning the guitar or, you know, learning how to sing or learning how to dance. Like you tend to start doing it in private mm-hmm. because I do. there's no self-consciousness. And I mean, that's when I first started playing the guitar when I was about... 11 or 12 years old I would I would just be in my bedroom and you sound like shit and you're like you have no idea what you're doing but it doesn't matter and you can kind of shut off that self-conscious part of your brain that's like analyzing or like hearing it from a judgmental perspective of another person and so you can just play for hours and you're enjoying the the flow state and you're enjoying learning and you're enjoying you know the kind of being on the edge of your ability and all of those things. But at a certain point, there's this divide that you cross over into having somebody else listening to you and judging you. And and that thing that was like a private pursuit for you, all of a sudden it becomes public. Mm. 
And, and so that's where my mind goes when I think about our Saturday morning, just lazy, long, rambling conversations in bed, going from just being something that's just the two of us and lacks that self-consciousness to then becoming something that other people might listen to and <laughs> might have critical opinions of or like I don't like this. We sound. might have critical opinions of. Well, yeah, we always we project ourselves and into the minds of others. Hmm. There's a real comfort in learning things around family and that place of acceptance and it's good training ground, isn't it? And I can feel that even now, like just stepping out and doing something different that's uncomfortable. It's nice to be here with you and doing it together. So it's fun. And it's also really interesting how the dynamic feels different with headphones and eye contact. Usually we just do ignore stare each other and stare off at the window. Usually I am ignoring you. And then just when you stop talking, then I just reach I just, for your phone. I just say what's on my mind. Uh, <laughs> totally irrelevant to what you were just saying. <laughs> It's just funny how, like, I mean, we're laughing, but we do. We are both good listeners, and it is good conversation, but still, we don't tend to look eye to eye because we spend all that time together, and it's it's different. It feels different turning and looking face to face. So you have a nice face. I like the look of you. Maybe it's like an Esther Perel thing of, like, seeing you out of our ordinary element. Esther Perel talking about marriage and the mun mundanity or mundaneity of like these this person that you're constantly interacting with that you become habituated to however the the trick in marriage is to either do things or like create moments where that person becomes stranger to you or becomes alien to you in some way that it adds a little bit of chaos back into what is a very ordered relationship because of how familiar you are and the really deeply ingrained habits of relating and habits of being. And we have to figure out ways to have space and to have things that jolt and shock the system and break the routine in a healthy way to to cause you to realize that, gosh, like, who is this person? They're, they're so... They're so strange, and just when I think that I've reduced them to a predictable computer program, they do or say something that just makes me feel like I have no idea, you know, what's happening inside their head. I know what you're saying, yeah. It's very easy to get bored of ourselves, and when that happens, bored with each other, and it takes a lot of work to kind of to recognize that that's happening and, and work with it. So is it the boredom with oneself that drives that need for novelty and like sometimes even explode something that might be like working okay, but just to inject like excitement and... Mm, I just read a little bit of Online, I came across an Esther Brow quote yesterday where she was talking about that. Like, often we're not even so interested in leaving the person that we love. Like, people often say in affairs, like, oh, I still love my partner or whatever. We're, we're trying to escape the person we've become. And that 
that place of boredom. So it's like a self-destructive act in, and I don't even mean self-destructive in like a judgmental, like negative way. I mean, self-destructive in terms of like, I would just wish I could reinvent myself in some way. Mm. And to do that, you have to destroy the, mm. the person that you were, um, Mm. 24 hours ago yeah i think boredom swings to the other end of the pendulum which is drama and and always i love, I love boredom so much <laughs> <laughs> i crave uh. i crave boredom <laughs> predictability order uh, i need it uh-huh. and i think it's the path of maturity of finding that middle ground where you don't you don't swing from the extremes which we all tend to do unless we get stuck in an extreme or that's our our only happy place. We don't usually marry people who have the same happy place and so then we're forced out of that, aren't we, dear? Don't ever call me dear again. Like, <laughs> although you are wearing your pajamas that are like 80-year-old woman uh, pajamas. So I suppose using the word dear is like appropriate to the costume. I know. Yeah. We also talked before we got on about uh, the phrase... Let's slip into something a little more comfortable. <laughs> Not being it's, any kind of covert message, just literally meaning find the best cotton you own and put it on and stay in it as long as you can. Like comfort and boredom, like boredom is a, has a very negative kind of taint to it, that word. But if you reframe it as predictability, comfort, uh, those are almost like weird synonyms of the word boredom. But that is what the mattress we're sitting on here, like, you know, this is we're sitting in bed, like this is where we have, you know, our Saturday morning conversations. It's so comfortable in here. And so I feel like um, by having that, the order of that very predictable environment and just recording where those conversations always happen, then the chaotic element that like, you know, provides the kind of other polarity to that is where the ideas go and where the the thoughts and the conversation, that's the thing that's just ricocheting off foreign planets and like going all over the universe and back again. Hmm. Um, and I, and that's why I, I love spending Saturday mornings here with you and, uh, <laughs> being neglectful parents and, <laughs> and letting them, you know, turn their, um, their brain into, into porridge, like, you know, on, on games and Netflix kids shows, you know, <laughs> while we just, you know, talk the, talk the morning away. Yeah. It's just, it's so enlivening, um, just intellectually and, and having a conversation partner who is very game and, who you enjoy, you learn something from, even though you wouldn't tend to use like stiff, like academic language in that way to refer to it. It's, it's just fun to hear your thoughts because they're alien. And honestly, after 16 years, I think each of us have respectively become the experts on the other person because we know ourselves and our own our own inner worlds and habits and patterns and loops, but the objective person who's actually watching them play out over time can often have the better insight. So I think that's what I love about conversations with you is I always feel like I'm 
I'm tapping into this resource of someone who knows me as well, in my opinion, better than I know myself in some ways. So I appreciate that. And I love the imagery. I think of it in terms of being secure and being grounded, like being in this room and in this bed and even on this floor and just how... We yeah. were on the bed and then we were on the floor. It just got like, <laughs> it's just got like X-rated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you wish. Um, Not in those pajamas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But it just, you know, it's true. Like we, we need to be grounded and secure to flourish. And I think we see that in nature. We see that in children and our families and I don't know why we forget to recognize that it's true for ourselves and it stays with us we always flourish best from a place of of feeling safe and secure and it I know you introduced me to the term psychological safety and that was transforming for me because it I I felt like I was coming from a place of weakness of like craving security and then I look into that and learn that and it's like yes exactly I didn't want to thrive and flourish but there needs to be a bedrock of stability here here we are we go really deep really fast these are these are tough times we're stuck inside with our our families and our significant others and everyone's wondering how everyone else is doing with it and what it looks like and how you're getting through and it's a poignant time to kind of open the doors and invite people in and just this is not a tutorial or how to, this is just, hmm, this has been our experience. And I've always been fascinated by looking under the hood of other people's lives and relationships and families. And it feels kind of cool to be able to open that. And maybe there's other people who will enjoy the same with ours since we're extremely honest and forthcoming. (laughs) And that's why we're calling this podcast, The Open Marriage, because uh, I think there is a voyeuristic fascination that we have with the lives of other people. Mm. And in a weird way, we we kind of want to know what happens in their bedroom. Like we want to mm. know what their, yes. their private conversations are like. Like what is their sex life like? What are their, their private feelings about things? Mm-hmm. So much... Of the time we we only get treated to the like what's makes it past the press secretary mm. we get the thing that people feel like is acceptable to air and so yeah i like hearing people's really unguarded thoughts and so i feel like that idea of the open marriage is like there's a hot mic. It's just fun to to get something that raw and real and recognizable. I'm I'm excited about lots of different aspects of this. Can I be close to you? Can I be close to you? Thank you so much for listening and sharing your time with us. Let's all keep the conversations going. If you're curious for more of ours, subscribe and hear it all. Until next time, be well. Mm -hmm.